Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I count it a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 188 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, when it comes to situations that go on in your life, are you a worrier or a prayer warrior? Let's talk about that. Please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with Can We Truly Live Worry-Free? That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody, we are here to talk today about worrying. And I'm curious to know how many worriers do I have in the listening audience? You know, the thing with worry is that uh, it happens to all of us from time to time, maybe some more often than not. And let me start off by saying that being concerned about something is legitimate. Uh, we have things going on in our lives, at, with our families, in our job situations, maybe with our health, and those concerns are legitimate. Now, what happens to us is, is that when we dwell on those concerns, when they start to take over our lives, it brings us to a state of constant fretting or worry. Now, there are quite a few definitions of worry. I have a few here that I'm going to share with you. And worry is defined as to harass by tearing, biting, or snapping, especially at the throat. Another definition is to subject to persistent or nagging attention or effort. And then a third definition is to afflict with mental distress or agitation, which equals making one anxious or full of anxiety. And if I had to boil this all down, worry is just the excessive consumption of what was happening, 
what is happening or what is about to happen, or it could be all three things. Now, given the state of what our world is in today and so many things that we have to be concerned about, God in his infinite wisdom put some scriptures together. He, he, he just, he's so good to us. He's so good. And if we would go to our Bibles and take a look at what God has to say about us worrying, uh, we would do it a lot less, if at all, if at all. And what I'd like to do is to get into what the word of God says, and then we'll talk some more. So let's get our Bibles out and go to the book of Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 25 through 34. Okay, so Matthew reminds us that Jesus said, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment or clothing? Verse number 26. Behold, the fowls of the air or the birds, they do not sow or plant, neither do they harvest or reap. They do not store up anything in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than them. Verse 27, which of you, by taking thought, by worrying, by being anxious, by pacing the floor, by thinking of whatever the situation is day and night, can add one cubit to his stature? Verse number 28, and why take you thought for raiment or clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin. Verse 29, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these, meaning those lilies. Verse number 30, Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 31, Therefore, take No thought. Do not be worried. Do not be anxious. Saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or how will we we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all of these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all of these things. Verse 33, But seek ye first, start off first, the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness and all of these things, whatever it is that you need, food, clothing, will be added unto you. Verse 34, therefore take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Mm. I have to say this, BCU family, and I've seen this passage of scripture and read through it. I can't even begin to tell you how many times the words just as I was reading came to life in my spirit. It really spoke down to my spirit about what we really should not be doing uh, when it comes to uh, what it is that we need. And and it's funny because this conversation, uh, this podcast rather, was born out of a conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago with one person and then uh, with someone else, one of my nieces, uh, just over the weekend uh, in speaking about worry and in looking at that definition, you know, biting and, and taking someone by the throat, as it were. When you think about worry and if that really is happening, you know, is that really happening in our bodies where we're, that we have to uh, get into someone's face and let them see us in order for us to get what it is that we need, whatever it is. And sometimes that's true. People do forget. Uh, things get overlooked. That does happen. The thing with God is, is because he's so awesome, because he is omnipresent, because of who he is, and because he beholds everything going on in this world all at the same time and doesn't lose any of us. He doesn't forget any of us. None of us go unnoticed. He knows exactly what we need. And when we think about what Matthew is saying here, um, when we think about the birds of the air, they don't work. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, they, they're not any place punching a time clock or scuffling for work. Now, of course, we as humans need to do that. But, you know, and, and looking at this, they are not walking the nest at night concerned about what they're going to do the next day. You know, God has equipped these birds to know how to go and find their worms or a piece of bread that someone dropped or some fruit or, or whatever it is. God directs these birds to exactly what they need in order for them to survive. And the scripture goes on to say that, you know, they don't store up anything like we do. They don't they don't plant. They don't harvest. Yet, you know, God takes care of them. And he loves us all the more because he died for us. He rose for us. And for those of us that have Jesus down on the inside, the Holy Ghost, he lives in us. So when we think about that, you know, why are we worried? Why are we worried? And then by worrying, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't add anything to our height. It doesn't make the situation go by any faster. All it does is just keep, it wears you out. And it, it, all, it actually, when we think about it, besides wearing you out, uh, God is unable to work on behalf of us because we don't have any faith in him. Amen? We, we don't have any faith. And as a matter of fact, 
when we disobey a direct order from God and he says here, take no thought. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Don't concern yourself with it. Don't be consumed with it. The, the word of God is clear. Take no thought. Take no thought. When we disobey what God tells us and we start to take thought, although we may not mean it this way, BCU family, we're really calling God a liar. We may not think that we are, but we're not believing what he told us to do. He said that he would take care of our needs. He said he would do it. Are we taking him at his word? So worry means, Lord, I don't trust what you're saying. And there are times, VCU family, where we're looking for God to do something a specific way in a specific situation. And if it's not working out in the timing that we want or the way that we want, we feel like God hasn't heard us. And this is where the enemy starts to come in and wants to bring in that spirit of worry. So what happens is, is that our minds get worn out. Now, we saw one of the definitions was that mental anguish that comes in because we start to think about the worst things that can happen. The what ifs start to swallow us up and it makes us agitated. We start to snap uh, on our family, our friends, strangers. It doesn't matter. And we're not fully functional because whatever the situation is, it's on our minds so much so that we can't hear God. We can't hear what the word of God is saying. All we're doing is taking the situation and just running it in the merry-go-round of our minds over and over and over again. And that is in direct violation to what God says. Now, I do know that there are things that come up and they can give us cause for concern. And again, God in his infinite wisdom has provided some more scripture for us. Let's take a look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Verse number 6. Be anxious or full of care for nothing. There are no clauses, fine print, ifs, ands, buts, suppose, what ifs, in case of. Paul was very clear here. Paul said, be anxious or careful or full of care for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So whatever it is that is concerning us, we need to go to God with it. So we're going to go to God in prayer. We're going to petition him for it and we're going to thank him for getting it done. So those are the three things we need to do. Go to God in prayer, ask, and then thank him for it. And verse number seven says, once you do that, that the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you don't have to even take any thought about it anymore because you've given that situation over to Jesus and he's going to give you peace. 
Now, the situation or circumstance, the person, place, or thing, uh, it may not change right away. It may get worse before it gets better. Uh, you may not see any progress in it. But what we've done was we've given it to the Lord. So we're trusting that he is going to work it out. And even when things are still not going the way that we want them to, we've got that peace. Amen. So along with that, going to verse number eight in Philippians, again, chapter four, Paul follows up those verses with this. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, if there's virtue in it, and if there's any praise, those are the things that we need to think on. And by keeping our minds on those things, the goodness of Jesus, uh, all he's done for us, the fact that he's going to take care of the situation, we praise him for where he has us right now. Even in the midst of the storm, Lord, thank you for what you're teaching me. Thank you for the blessings that you're giving me. Thank you for holding me up. Thank you for comforting me. Thank you for drying my tears, whatever it is. Again, if it's true, honest, just, pure, lovely, has a good report, if there's virtue or praise, those are the things that you want to keep on your mind rather than the situation that is concerning to you. And then verse number nine, and I love this verse, BCU family, says those things which you have seen, learned, I'm sorry, those things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the peace of God shall be with you. So obviously Paul was a model of what he had said in those previous verses. And he said, if you do these things, the peace of God or the God of peace rather shall be with you. So we've got the peace of God in verse number seven, that's on the inside. And then we've got the God of peace shall be with you in all of your circumstances. So God is going to insulate us with his peace as he does his work. And if we would consistently take every care that we have to the Lord and leave it there, we would, <laughs> we would be so, so much more in tune to what God is telling us to do in the meantime and in between time. And he probably would move the situation along a lot faster if we would let him do what he needs to do in terms of working the situation out. Because if there's any doubt, any fear or anything like that, God is not going to be able to work the way that he wants to. Now he could because he's God, but he's already told us what to do. And if we're taking thought, if we're full of anxiety, then we're doing the opposite of what God says and we're prolonging the situation. And that's just not where we want to be. So I know BCU family um, and God knows that there are things that shake us from our foundation. You know, our family relationships, our jobs, again, uh, the finances, uh, the way that uh, wherever we live or whatever country you reside in, some of the things that go on and the things that we see in the news and the senseless uh, killings and uh, people being robbed and 
you know, things happening to children. There are unspeakable uh, things that are going on in this life. And it is enough to take us to the point of being anxious. But God doesn't want us to live that way. And what's what's amazing about him is, is that even with everything going on around us, God wants to give us his perfect peace and keep us from worrying. And we need to keep up our end of what he told us to do by taking everything to him in prayer. So we can live worry free. We absolutely can. Now, let me close off BCU family by saying this, that um, being concerned about something is not the same as being consumed by it. The things that we have before God should not consume us. If we're talking about it day and night, if we find ourselves uh, thinking about it all the time, then that, that says that we haven't completely given it to God. Give those situations to God like we talked about earlier. And if the enemy brings them back up again or shows you that things aren't working out right or what have you, you just go back to what Philippians chapter 4 Verse number eight says, and think of something else <laughs> that's good. And also, again, just give God praise. Just thank him for taking care of it. And he will take care of you. Amen. 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 So BCU family, uh, the bottom line here is, is that we really need to learn. And when I say we, you know, it includes me to take God at his word and know that he has got full control over everything and that we need to trust in his perfect will and way for our lives. All right, BCU family, I've got to wrap things up. I want to thank you all so very much for tuning in today and Lord will until the next time we are together. May our awesome God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace and worry-free days for the rest of your life as you stay on the wall. <laughs>